Ladies and gentlemen, I'm starting with the mark in the mirror for this is Afraid the Alien Productions podcast. Mark? <laughs> mark? Rogan? <laughs> Rogan? <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Finished. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Loud noises! Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are we? Hello. Um, I'm McKenna Richardson. And I'm a Michael Lister. Octolus. No glasses <laughs> today. No glass. Yeah, octolus. Yes. Oh, no, no glasses. I've only got two eyes today. Yes. Now it is four eye bullshit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As a four eyed person, I take some offense to that, but not much. Um,. <laughs> You are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you're experiencing it through the medium of on the interwebs as well as an audio and visual medium. Coming at you from all angles. Wow. Mostly one from me and one from you. Yes. <laughs> Camera angles. <laughs> Camera angles. Yes. Just lots of yes keep, shots. Keep, keep yourself in shot. Okay, yep. you move back a little bit. I can see the top of your head. There we go. Uh, Is that I'm comfortable? Ha- I'm too far back from the screen. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I can't see anything. I need glasses. <laughs> I need glasses for my glasses. I need glasses for my glasses so I can be six eyes. <sighs> six eyes. Six eyes, McGee. The um, new Pokemon. The new Pokemon, yes, <laughs> yes. So, to kick off the show, um, of course, I must again let everyone know Fully is not with us this week. Um, oh, who she, knew? But, who knew? You could tell. Um, but, uh, really exciting though. She's yeah. playing in the finals of oh. hockey. She could go all the way. It's very exciting. So, good luck, Fulia. We Jeez. hope... You smash it, yeah. as usual. She's kicking ice, and kicking the other ice. team can go and get pucked. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. Um, so, as usual, Fulia has been kind enough to uh, leave us a paragraph of her weekly watchings, mm. which I will now read out for you guys. Um, so Fulia says, been watching a few things, mainly TV shows this week, decided to watch through a baking competition called Is It Cake? Where cake making pros have to bake a cake that looks like a real object or food. Ah, oh, that seems like a cool concept. Yes, it's um, on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay, very nice. Might have to check it out then. Um, she continues, for example, a hamburger, a suitcase, a bowling pin, etc. Um, wow. Okay. I really want to know what happens when someone bites into an object and it's actually a real thing. Oh, they um, cut into it. They don't bite it. Oh, okay. That it's not, it's not that sense. extreme. I mean, if I was producer, I would. You would. That's true. You would. Um, okay. I also started watching Lie to Me. 
Oh, I know that show. I haven't seen it, but it's um, Tim Roth. Um, uh, he's the main character in it, and uh, it's supposed to be quite good. Uh, Fulia describes it as a crime drama where the main character can detect lies just by analyzing a person's behavior. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. Tim Roth is a great actor in this. Excellent. Uh, I finally finished watching the first five seasons of My Hero Academia, and now I'm waiting for season six. The last thing I watched was The Making of the Eternals, and I have to say my mind was blown when they revealed that the planet Nowhere was in fact the head of a celestial. Hmm. We already knew that, but I'm glad you're my... I'm glad your mind was blown, nonetheless, Fulia. Don't you? I'm um, actually our friend. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Did I, you know that Viggo Morgensen actually broke his toe after kicking him? <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? Did you hear about that? I did. Ah. <laughs> I did. No, it's it's cool. Like I'm I'm glad that they brought brought that up again. Um. So it's a good good thing that Fulia spotted that because yeah, it's nice that that was acknowledged again mm. in the making of very fascinating stuff. Um, she goes on really enjoyed learning about behind the scenes to this film. Might need to do a rewatch soon. I highly recommend a rewatch of Eternals. Um, not that it's a selling point, but it is definitely better when you're watching it the second time because you kind of know what to expect um, and what kind of movie it is. So. You're not as disappointed, I suppose. <laughs> you can follow really. along like pretty much uh, better. In yeah, a way. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like you, you can accept the the film for what it is a bit better. Yeah. Um, like it's it's enjoyable. It's definitely enjoyable. Um, but I'm glad you finally watched the making of it, Fulia. Very very nice. Yes. Very nice. Um, cool. All right, Mike. What have yes. you been watching? Uh, a couple of things. Um, if we're going on the uh, um, the uh, Netflix bandwagon thing, there was a new docker that came out that uh, is a bit of a weird one. Uh, Jimmy Savile, the the British horror oh. story. Yeah. Okay. I know very vague things about about that particular um, person, and uh, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. Mm. It made me upset, angry, and absolutely enraged. So, <laughs> yeah. So, bit of a weird one if you, if you, if you're in the right mindset for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely some trigger warnings there, like uh, uh, SA and uh, and uh, yeah, basically uh, CP. Um, and all and all that uh, uh, things that and uh, yeah and also it's sort sort of a, a an interesting deep dive into um, what people assume is like this uh, big megastar like everyone knew him he was he was everyone's childhood for generations and that and then it turned out that he was a bit of a prolific piece of crap. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't recommend it for everyone, but I was I was sort of interested in it, and I thought, you know, why not? It's only a two-parter uh, doco. Uh, each episode goes for an hour. The first bit is basically uh, talking about his life and and certain bits that actually uh, 
setting up for the uh, second uh, episode as well. Mm-hmm. So so you can watch it from start to finish and actually get what was happening. Yeah. So anyway, with that bad news out of the road, uh, some lighthearted stuff. Uh, I finished season three of Rebels, and that was nice. really good. I watched the episode of the the Twin Sons uh, that had um, uh, Darth Maul versus the last verses of Kenobi, and yeah, so I, I'm 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 ready for I'm ready for Kenobi. Nice. And I have I think I'm um, up to the last season, season four, and after that I'll be ready for Ahsoka. So Hey. Yeah. I, I, I highly recommend like uh watching this. It's easy easy watching, you know, it's f- for children, yeah. But it also has that sort of um benefit of actually filling in gaps uh, mm-hmm. while we're there. And yeah, it start it starts off a bit silly because you know it's just finding its footing in the uh, in the plethora of what Star Wars was going through, and and it just got better uh, as it goes. So uh, a bit like your your recommendation of Parks and Rec, which I still still can't get over the first season, but I know it's rough. I'm sorry, <laughs> so rough. <laughs> It's very rough. I it's know. Not the, good. I know. Good people are coming. Uh, get into it, but you know. It's, it's I know. I know. But it's only six episodes, and it's only like two hours of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really rough two hours. It is. But once you get past it, you're in for some of the best comedy. Like holy fuck. Yeah. And. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'll get into it sooner or later. But in the meantime... I won't, I won't hold it against you if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ben Schwartz... Yes. I watched Sonic <laughs> 2. Hey. Hey. How was, how was that? I might be seeing it this week. Really good. Yeah? Dare I say, better than the first one. I've heard that. Mm. That's, that's exciting. Where the first one sort of starts... This one sort of mm, turns itself into not to take seriously because it's it's Sonic, <laughs> and yeah. and also it's it's just a huge bit of fun and and um, yeah and it's setting up for for more which um, love it will be great mm-hmm. and uh, don't want to spoil it here but you know <laughs> a certain character comes up at the end wah uh, yeah. So, yeah. look, looking forward to that. Uh, with the sort of kids route, I've sh- uh, finally shown my little girl Zelda Shrek for the first time. Oh, and how did that go? She liked it. <laughs> I mean... Okay. And watching it as an adult, you don't appreciate how, how much of a piss take it is of Disney. Oh, it's such a Disney piss take. Yeah. It's- all over. And I was going, well, with the intro being Smash Mouth, yeah, cool, but it has it has vomit, it has shit, it has farts, <laughs> and everything in between of of brushing his teeth with worm guts. Uh, you know, love it, love it, absolutely love it. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek is love, Shrek is love. So how 
how does your five-year-old then cope with that? Um, I I'm, I'm probably think she's not phased, really, because at that because at the time, like me watching it, is like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, Shrek is the first DVD that I watched. It's yeah, right. Way back when, mm-hmm. and and yeah, um, and she's very because ex- she's been watching the Minions, uh, mm-hmm. watching the Minions movie. So dare I say, we'll probably because the raising of Gru, well, whatever it's called, is coming up soon. So yes, it's a possibility I might take my girl to the movies again, and Yay! it's not going to be fucking Pork Patrol. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, cool. And what else? Uh, yeah, I finally finished um, our our flag means death, and really good. Hopefully, there's a second season because they open it up, and it's really good, really funny, and very heartwarming and tragic at the same time. And dare I say, a better res- representation of uh, LGBTQI plus. Then a particular movie that I've also seen during the week, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry. How about you, Kendall? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna compose myself now. Um, very good, Mike. That's a that's a hearty week of watching. Yeah. From you. Yes. Thank you. Surprised I watched the match. Yeah. I too also watched a bunch of stuff, um, along with everything that I generally watch every week. Um, I managed to binge a bunch of X-Files on one of my days off. Um, so I'm in season eight officially. Um, so this is the season where David Duchovny stepped away from the show. Um, I don't know exactly how or why that happened just yet because I don't want to read too much ahead because spoilers because I actually have no idea but they introduced Robert Patrick's character um who is another FBI agent um so I'm yeah I'm curious to see how this shake-up goes with in terms of the status quo but um but but yeah very yeah it's but it's 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 it's, I'm still loving it of course it's very entertaining show um season seven did get to be a bit of a a slog by the end. Um, Like some of the episodes towards the end of the season weren't that good. Um, It ended on a massive high and I like it uh, with an episode that made me cry. And I was like, Oh God. Mm. Um, But yeah, but no, still going strong. Um, So I only have four seasons left of the whole show (laughs) and one, and one more movie to watch. And then I'm done. (laughs) So give me another six months. Um, is that including the uh, uh, new, 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 new? Uh, yeah. So in the original, so the original run, there was nine seasons. Yeah. Um, and then they they made two movies, and then they came back for two uh, limited series um, a few years ago now. So there's eleven seasons uh, all up. Nice. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to get through the rest of that. Um, I also I dived back into the world of James Bond this mm. week. I was feeling nostalgic, um, so I did a Pierce Brosnan doubleheader of GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, first time watching those movies for a f- quite a f- number of years, so that was a lot of fun because, um, you know, 
Brosnan is my my Bond, and <laughs> I grew I grew up watching those movies, and so I have a lot of fond memories of them. So that was that was a lot of fun to revisit that stuff, and just Sean Bean is just so good in Goldeneye, <laughs> like he's just yeah, he's such a good villain. Um, spoilers. So was, spoilers. Oh. For, for a 30-year-old movie. Yeah, almost 30-year-old movie. Um, but yes, so that was that was a bit of fun. Uh, I st- still need to finish watching the more recent James Bond films. I will get to that at some point. Um, the other th- cool thing I ended up finishing uh, was The Dropout, um, which is the limited series starring Amanda Seyfried, where she played Elizabeth Holmes, um, the, f- the very, very... Um, Oh, not so great lady who kind of swindled Silicon Valley uh, with her company Theranos uh, just a few years ago now. Um, and they made this brilliant, brilliant uh, series that I highly recommend people watch uh, based off a podcast of the same name. And uh, yeah, and so I finally finished that. So now I know, I now I know it, the whole story and I ended up watching the, there's a documentary called The Inventor. Um, which is a, a HBO film and it's about two hours long. Um, so I watched that um, to get then like, you know, the real world perspective from the real people and stuff. Cause, um, but I mean, pretty much everything in the dropout was accurate. I looked up like they, they pretty much hit everything note for note. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it was, so I just wanted to see more cause like I, I'd never really engaged with Elizabeth Holmes as a real person. Um, so I wanted to see how well Amanda Seyfried kind of nailed her because she has a very interesting voice. She she kind of has this like baritone voice that's like very low for a female. Mm. Um, um, and the, it's kind of debated as to whether or not it's real or not, which I found really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. So she's a very fascinating individual, but yeah, not, not the best human being. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend people watch The Dropout. It was it was a great show, very very great show, uh, with a stellar cast. And um, yeah, and then if you want to know more about Theranos, um, yeah, The Inventor was a really great documentary as well. They're actually about to make an, uh, I think Adam McKay's next movie. So um, he directed most recently Don't Look Up. Yeah, his next his next movie is going to be about um, Theranos. So um, there's a book called Bad Blood, which is based on, like, well, sorry, it's written by the um, Wall Street Journal uh, writer, um, John Carreyrou, who basically broke the story of Theranos' corruption. Okay. Um, So he wrote a book about the whole thing, and Adam McKay is adapting that into a film starring Jennifer Lawrence as Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, yeah. So so a bit like uh, President's Men. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. people who, who found out. Yeah, yeah, that kind of vibe or, like, spotlight sort of thing. Like, yeah, the journalistic approach to taking down corrupt entities. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to see what Jennifer Lawrence can do with Elizabeth Holmes because that's going to be very interesting. So that movie is probably going to be out, like, next year, I think, um, because they only just started working on it. But I was like, ooh, give me more. More of the same story. More of the same story. Why not? Um, And then, of course, I went to the movies and I saw a film that I think I liked more than Mike did, but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into that in our quickie review. Um, <laughs> and you did say don't spoilers, like, how? 
We'll try. We'll okay. try our, our very darndest um, because, you know, Fulia hasn't had a chance to see it yet and we don't want to ruin it for her. So. Wow. Try try really hard, Mike. <laughs> okay. And then and then you can like we can talk about it off air if there's anything you like actually need to like vent about it. <laughs> Rinse my spleen. Yes. Well, I will probably be asking your spoiler filled opinions off air anyway. So. That's right. Um, and yes. I would like like anyway. to know um how 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 you find some enjoyment out of this particular movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. Um, but for now, uh, that's the weekly watchings, which means it's, of course, that time where we get in to the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Hey, all right, it's nerdy news time. Tis, and tis. Tis, tis. Everything in the news today, uh, this week, revolves around the world of television. Um, starting with um, uh, some DC news, which is pretty exciting. Uh, a live-action Aqualad series is in the works at HBO Max. Um, this is This is really, really cool. Uh, it's going to be based on the 2020 graphic novel um, You Brought Me the Ocean. Um, and it's going to be the origin story um, for the Jackson Hyde version of Aqualad. Um, and so in You Brought Me the Ocean, Jackson, uh, Jake, Hyde, um, he's a landlocked landlocked teenager living in New Mexico coming to terms with his father's death his sexuality and his strange fascination fascination with the ocean the book also introduces Jake's boyfriend swim team captain Kenny Lou um yeah so there's going to be going to be a very very cool series coming I I can't wait to see this actually I know nothing about Aqualad any any iteration of the character so I'm excited to learn more uh, about him and I'm excited to see if it's going to connect to anything um, there's no word on if it's going to be uh, linked to the DCEU or, or any other DC property or if it's just going to stand on its own I hope it stands on its own um, um, and we don't have a cast or directors either just yet um, but the cool thing is, is that um, randomly Charlize Theron um, is executive producing this. Um, she is helping to bring this story to um, our screen. So that's really, really cool to see her engagement with this. Um, but it sounds like such a great story and probably a great one for, uh, for queer representation in superhero media. So I'm very keen to see how this plays out. Um, it doesn't have a release date either, but it's probably going to be next year. I would say at this point, uh, watch this space for more info. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts on this Aqualad series in the works? Um, cool. Representation is always good. Um, if, if this is connected to whatever, it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, mm. uh, the way things are going, I th- think they don't care anymore. They just want to throw, throw things out and see see what happens, which is probably the best way 
to go about it, especially with mm-hmm. DC. Mm. Um, and if it and if it hits, it hits. Uh, great, openly gay superhero, sweet. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, just having a look at the wiki. He he hasn't been in much. He's been in Flashpoint. Uh, cool. Makes his cameo appearance. Ooh. In the, I'm thinking that's the um, animated version of Flashpoint and not necessarily the Flash movie that's coming out and uh, probably good because that movie is probably going to be interesting in next year <laughs> yes we'll see yes we'll see mm. but, but it looks like it's a Teen, teen Titans sort, sort of yeah. thing because you know Aqualad it's not Aquaman it's Aqualad yep nice nice Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next item in the news. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, uh, Robert Downey Jr. himself, RDJ, is uh, in the process of developing not one, but two Sherlock Holmes series. Um, so this is interesting considering, you know, uh, Sherlock Holmes 3 has been in the works for a long time. Um, there were rumors about it ever happening. Um, those rumors were confirmed. I think last year it was announced that Sherlock Holmes three was official with, uh, uh, with RDJ and Jude Law returning as Holmes and Watson. Um, I don't think that film has started production yet. So it's interesting now to see that, um, this, you know, there he's deciding okay let's let's we're going to focus some attention on some series they're going to be based on uh obviously arthur conan doyle stories um but there's no word uh, around whether or not um uh, robert or jude will actually appear in these shows i hope so um or they could just be you know a passion project for 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 idj to get out there um in before like in the process of maybe making sherlock holmes 3 maybe they'll connect to sherlock holmes 3 i don't know um but yeah apparently according to dexter fletcher who's directing the movie sherlock holmes 3 he said the film has kind of taken a back seat um so that kind of just speaks to what i just kind of theorized so Mm. who knows what's gonna happen but um but yeah um I'll I'll watch this it, if it's got RDJ involved and it's Sherlock Holmes. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll definitely be checking this out. Um, Mike, do you have any any takes on this? How do you feel about this? Do you want do you want Sherlock Holmes three or do you want these shows instead? Um, well, I've always enjoyed the um the uh, the uh, what do you call it Guy Ritchie um, version yeah. version of Sherlock Holmes and. Yeah, he's not going to be part of the third one, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, um, yeah, RDJ was just tied up with Marvel. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, it was we're, hard we're, to get him away from that. Yeah, when you sign your life over to fucking Disney, it's hard to break out. Uh, and then when you do, you, you make a you make a an interesting choice of Doctor Doolittle. So <laughs> I'm happy that they're doing a third one. If they're yeah. going to do a third one, it was pro- this third one will probably set up. Uh, what the show, what the particular shows are going to be, so may introduce characters. I don't know, uh, but last time we saw, saw Sherlock Holmes, he was uh, fighting with Moriarty and jumping off a cliff. So and he comes back. Yeah, faking his death. Faking Spoilers. his death. But you know, 
it's been ages since we've seen, seen these uh, since it's come out so too bad and it's the Sherlock story so it's in yeah. public domain so it is yeah yeah alright I, I, I have no ideas of what shows plural is going to be uh, Scotland Yard maybe you know do interesting ones where um Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. I remember that one. Uh, when wow. fiction meets reality. That would be interesting. Yeah. Didn't really make sense either either way. So yeah, um need more need more citation. <laughs> yes, we need more information. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Before I say yes. Yes. Good. Nice. Um, nice. All right. Um, got some Star Trek news. Um, this week it was announced that um, the entire main cast of Star Trek The Next Generation will be reuniting for Picard's third and final season. Um, as not a big Trekkie myself... Um, this piqued my interest quite a bit because um, I do remember as a kid watching random episodes of Next Gen on TV um, or Deep Space Nine or Voyager um, with my parents. Um, so I have some uh, affinity for it. Um, but uh, And it's one of those franchises where I've, I need to like, I really want to kind of devote the time and go back and just watch watch the whole thing so I can actually become more invested. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, a lot of people do talk about these more, you know, the all the the Star Trek that happened in the eighties and the nineties are some of the best Star Trek that's ever been written. So, um, but since the sixties, since the, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so cool to see that um, joining um, the one and only Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, we have Lavar Burton, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, and Brent Spiner. Um, all coming back. So um, that's just really, really, really cool. I feel like it's going to be very fan service-y, just oh, as yeah. a, from a distance kind of a guess. Um, but that's that's fine. I feel like a lot of the Star Trek stuff that they're doing at the moment, like what they're doing with Strange New Worlds and with Star Trek Discovery, there's a lot of fan service going on with like certain characters being introduced um, sort of thing. That's just kind of the outside perspective I'm getting on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, but no, this is, this is absolutely fantastic. And that's going to just set the internet on fire when we get those first images, um, of them all in there, you know, if they get them back in the uniforms again or something, I don't, they'll, they're probably not, but they'll just, just the, the group of them together in character will be, will be lovely to see. Um, Mark, Mark, <laughs> Mark. Wow. Mike. Old... Mike, 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 Mike. What did you What did you think about this about this news? Does this um, make you want to watch Picard? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I'm, I'm give or take with Trekkie stuff. Like, yeah, I know of it, and I know uh, as much to get you by. Like, I do enjoy the movies, especially yeah. the especially the weird ones. <laughs> what What's the joke? Uh, and uh, we. People only like the even-numbered uh, movies and not the odd ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, 
final season possibly a good one because I haven't heard good things especially especially if fans of it are sort of going mm. sort of it's sort of a, a weird take to take what um, Star Trek is and continuing uh, next gen and having and having him back is probably a last hurrah saying yeah it's good while it lasted but you know here they are and they're and they're old now in, mm. in their A-frames and their, and their goof, goof cards. <laughs> but Brett Spiner is pro- probably interesting because Data dies at the end of the mo- that movie. The, yeah, fi- n- the final next-gen movie. Nemesis? Nemesis, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, true. Good point. But I think he he comes back anyway in Picard. He, mm. he plays a character that invents... Invented... Um... Uh, robots or whatever. I don't know. I'm more of a Whovian. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Because Doctor Who outdates um, Star Trek three three years. And, yeah. And it's better. Because <laughs> they invented a way to actually make it keep on going. Hmm. By regeneration. Yep. Nice. Or nice. renewal, as renewal. it used to be called. Yes, that is that is true. All right. Well, we've got one more thing in the news to talk about um, yeah. before we wrap it up. Um, this had me the most excited this week to find out that one of my favorite shows of all time, Orphan Black, is coming back. Um, there is a sequel series in the works called Orphan Black Echoes. Um, and it's going to be coming out next year, I believe, um, which is super exciting. It's going to be a, so it's a sequel series set in the future after the events of the original show. Um, and it's going to, and it's going to feed, yeah, and it's going to feature a whole new set of, um, uh, characters, a whole different cast. Um, so no, no word yet on any of the OG characters coming back to reprise their roles. Obviously, Tatiana Maslany is now in the MCU. Um, She-Hulk is going to be coming out soon. Um, so whether or not she'll be able to make an appearance, I'm sure she will at some point. I'm gunning for it. I hope so. But I am excited to kind of get to know new people in the world of Orphan Black. Um, so the description for the show reads, set in the near future... The new Orphan Black takes a deep dive into the exploration of the scientific manipulation of human existence. It follows a group of women as they weave their way into each other's lives and embark on a thrilling journey unraveling the mystery of their identity and uncovering a wrenching story of love and betrayal. Okay, kind of sounds similar to the original series, Um, but the group of women in the original series were all clones of each other, so... Uh, like they all look the same so I yeah I'm guessing this is going to be maybe different looking people connected somehow to the events of the original show I don't know um yeah I have so many questions uh but I'm excited especially because John Fawcett um who is a co-creator of the original show he's back um to 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 help out with this one um he's going to be um directing and uh, producing it as well so that that makes me happy to see some 
see some OG people coming back. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm keen. Um, Mike, have you seen Orphan Black at all? I haven't actually. Sorry. You you so, might enjoy it. Yeah, I think. I've heard I've heard good things, and yeah. I like I like the idea of um, cloning, and uh, actors actually playing like different versions of themselves is so. I love that sort of way of how actors can can do that, mm. uh, especially with uh, uh, Moon Knight and uh, the many uh, the United States of Tara. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> so I de- definitely enjoy that sort sort of thing, and yeah, I'll pro- probably maybe watch it if if uh, we watch a trailer for the new show for next year, maybe. Yeah, we just see. Okay. How many How many seasons is the Orphan Black first? Uh, f- it's five seasons, but they're only like. 10, 13 episodes a season, something like that. So they're not long, long seasons. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing 45 minutes. For, yeah. 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 But it's, <clears throat> it's, ama- it's amazing. It's, it's really great sci-fi. It's a really great show that kind of examines, you know, the meaning, not the meaning, well, not really the meaning of humanity, but just kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, just kind of like how, you know, the whole nature versus nurture sort of argument um and and that kind of and like the you know the moral ramifications of cloning Mm. um and scientific experimentation on humans and conditioning and um and then tatiana maslany is just exceptional um as as all of these clones she plays in the course of the show she played like 15 different versions something like that of herself like and they're all distinctively different, like down to the mannerisms. It's insane to the point where sometimes I look at certain characters and I'm like, "That's not her." Mm. Like I, uh, it's it's just phenomenal. So it I couldn't recommend it more. Sounds good. Yeah. And yeah, Netflix, so. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it might be on Netflix, but I'm not sure if it is. Um, it's probably on Stan, I think. Oh, I'm thinking Black Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror is Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Orphan Black, I think, is... It's going to be on either Binge or Stan, I think. Oh, so. Orange is the new black. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's the nerdy news done for this week, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. And we're going. All right. We have three trailers to talk about this week, starting with the uh, trailer for Marcel the Shell with Mm. shoes on. (laughs) Try saying that ten times as fast over and over again. Marcel the Shell with shoes (laughs) <laughs> Marcel the shell with shoes on. Marcel the shell with sh- shoes. <laughs> I can say it once. Oh, I can barely say it twice. Yeah. Good little tongue twister. Um, so, um, apparently Marcel has been a thing that's existed online for like 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, which I had no idea. Um but I, when I was watching this trailer, like it's, it kind of, it clearly indicates to you that Mar- Marcel has, you know, existed in the, you know, in popular culture for a while, um, and is, you know, finally getting a full-length feature. Um, <laughs> and I was like, 
Okay, so yeah, apparently there was yeah some short films released on on the internet um, in the early 2010s um, that garnered a lot of love, and I was really happy to see that um, one of my favorite uh, actresses, Jenny Slate, was actually involved in this. Um, she's a co-writer, uh, and she I believe she voices Marcel. I think um, I'm gonna have to fact check that. Um, but I'm fairly certain she does. Um, but yeah, um, this trailer was, was great. Like I kind of love this blend of real and unreal. Like the fact that they've taken a realistic approach to something that's, you know, completely unrealistic. It's just very clever kind of blending of the worlds, um, that I think is really lovely. And just this mix of, and like sort of, I guess some kind of either CGI or stop motion animation with these shells that kind of just blends in really seamlessly with the, the real world around, around them. Um, so it looks really beautiful. Um, and I, yeah, I, I would be, I'd be curious to see if this movie is any good, like, and who thinks of like, a coming up with, coming up with this character for one, like, that's just really sweet, but then taking them, and kind of grounding them in reality by having this documentary style approach to their story um, is just really fascinating to me. And I feel like this movie is going to make people cry because <laughs> Marcel's trying to find his family um, and he's going on this journey to, you know, to, to reunite with them. Um, and the trailer starts playing Phil Collins and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a mess if I watch this <laughs> film, I think. Um, which is fine. Um, but no, it looks, it looks really, really good. Like Marcel is so cute and adorable and just so unique looking. Like, I love the fact that just given by their, the way shells are formed, you know, only kind of really gives them the opportunity to have one eye. So like, they don't try and force two eyes on the thing. They're like, no, you have one eye. Mm. And then, and then we draw you a, we draw you a mouth and then that's it. Um, and then you get little cute shoes. So, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it looks, it looks lovely. It looks lovely. I would not be surprised to see this in contention for next year's Oscars, to be honest, um, if it's successful enough. Because um, it's just a really clever animation merge with real, you know, I don't know. It looks, looks good. Um, yeah. So I might check it out. Mike, what do you what do you think of Marcel the Shell with shoes on? I found it and it looks so damn cute. Yeah. I thought, what is this? This is What is this? It's so wholesome and, and everything. So very so very wholesome. Yeah, not knowing like the backstory is just I'm so for it. And yeah. yeah um May have took a long time to to do the stop animation and pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, Jenny Slate. It's having a look. It's prob it's her first sort of um, <laughs> thing on a on on her uh, wiki. So. Yeah, I was just reading that on her IMDb. Apparently, it was yeah, it's her like her first like breakthrough sort of thing. And she's she been. Did. And she's been in so many things, so I thought, thought that, and I suppose studios are going, have you got an idea for a show? It was like, well, 
Well, I got there's a... this shell that with, I... sh- with shoes on. With shoes on that I voice. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So she was on. She was on SNL. Mm. And did and did, um, and did a, a, a brief stint on Jimmy Fallon before that. But so, but Marcel was the thing that kind of blew her up, apparently. Um, and then she went up from there. But um, yeah, yeah, she's so talented. So it's really nice to see. Wasn't she? Well, just to bring it full circle, Mike, she's in Parks and Rec as well. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does a lot of voice voiceovers. Money, please. That's her. <laughs> uh, oh, that I know. I know that meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mona but, Lisa Sapistine. Yeah, that, they use that for um, when uh, uh, for political means. Uh, she she was she was uh, Gladys Berejiklian, and <laughs> and the other person was Scotty. <laughs> Money pulling. <laughs> so funny. Nice. She's not. She's not Fleabag, is she? No. No, that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ah. Whatever. <laughs> Americans all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm. I'm all for this, and it looks wholesome, and it looks great, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Probably first indie sort of. Film I'll show to my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she and she does the voice for Harley Quinn too. Sweet. In Lego Batman, that you should see. Yes, I will see. Should see. Best Batman movie ever. <laughs> Hands down. I should. I should and will watch it. <laughs> it's not just for kids. It's not just for kids. It's for Batman fans. Batman fans. Yes. 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 So when are we be watching this, Kendall? Well, I rem- we don't. I remember the format for this show. Shut up. <laughs> well, um, we don't have an Australian release date yet for Marcel. Um, but if you're in the US, you can catch Marcel the Shell with shoes on um, on the 24th of June in a theater near you. Get excited. Selective cinemas. Selective cinemas. All right, second trailer. Uh, Speaking of animation, uh, we've got a a fully-fledged animation in this next film. Uh, It's called Apollo 10 and a Half. Uh, This looks really, really interesting. Um, I feel like I'm going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, look, it's, it's based around space um and the animation looks really really cool like it's a really interesting animation style it kind of almost looks like it's live action rotoscoped with animation like 2d drawings or something yeah some sort of that kind of vibe but um but yeah it looks it looks lovely and it really kind of captures the the era that is the late 60s um so that's really cool. It's dire- written and directed by Richard Linklater, which is uh, great to see his name attached to this, even though I've never really engaged with his stuff, but he has a lot of critical acclaim behind him. So I need to actually watch some of his films. Um, so it's nice to see him dive into animation. I don't think he really does 
that. So that's really cool. Um, and Jack Black is uh, the voice of one of the characters in this, or he's narrating, I think, the the older version of the kid that they put in the module that yeah. goes up into space. Adult Stanley. Um, yes. So that's a plus. Um, and Zachary Levi, I think, is one of the NASA, NASA technicians as well, mm. um, which is great to see. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here for like a so, sort of an Elseworlds take on this on part of the space race like just such an interesting concept of a movie to be like yeah we made the module smaller accidentally so we need a kid to go up into space (laughs) but you can't tell your family (laughs) you can't tell anyone i'm like okay yeah so that's that's interesting especially the russians especially the russians yeah don't tell (laughs) the russians don't tell the russians anything um so, yeah, and it also kind of looks like a nice coming-of-age story, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I was kind of getting licorice pizza vibes off of it because I saw that movie like a month or two ago now, and that's that's set in the 70s, but it's also a coming-of-age kind of kind of story. Um, that's kind of interesting. But a little bit way. less uh, statutory rape sort of vibes. <laughs> yes. I don't need to watch that movie. Yeah, it's... I Look, I... I think it's a good movie, but I totally get the problematic side of it. Like, <laughs> I, I see it. You can't unsee it. Yeah, it's in- interesting. Um, well, anyway. you know, it's a bit like the fir- first Star Wars movie. He was like nine and she's like 14. She reached. Yeah, but they, she- that. You reach age first. Yeah, but that they didn't do it. They didn't act upon anything until they were both of age, so it was fine. Okay. <laughs> I know it seems weird, but it's it's Star Wars is always weird. Star Wars is always weird, but we love it. You know, brothers and sisters kissing and <laughs> Yes. Um anyway, so Yo. I liked this trailer. I'm keen to see this film. I think I'll give it a look. Um, Mike, what did Yo. you make of Apollo Ten and a Half? It looks really good. Um, looks uh, for for a kids' film. I mean, we're doing a lot of kids' films at the moment. We are, aren't we? Mm. Well, I don't know. What's the other one? Uh, sit, uh, oh, the other one's not a kids' film. Uh, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> the other one is definitely not, definitely a, kids not film. a kids' film. <laughs> Well, uh, it's history, uh, and history is always good to teach your kids. And yes. yeah, with this one, it definitely looks very. Uh, I definitely like. It's an interesting art style. Um, yeah. How it is sort of. It definitely has that feel of rotoscoping or, or um, or the uh, tracing. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah tracing. Yeah, pretty, pretty much uh, rotoscoping. And yeah, it definitely has uh, the, uh, a Christmas story vibe of having an older, the older version doing the narration of his life and what was going on. So, and and space too. Hmm. Can't really add m- much more to that. No. Yeah. Kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, some for the kids and on Netflix. And when are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, uh, we can all watch Apollo Ten and a Half right now on Netflix. But don't, because you're watching 
slash listening to us. Um, so when you finish watching slash listening, go check it out because it's on Netflix right now. Right now? Right now. Well, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Some point. Some point during the week, I'll probably watch it. That would be the American one, so we'll... Oh, hold on. First of... First of... A- it came out on the 1st of April, so... Ah, just, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that, yeah. I always have to make sure I'm not looking at the American dates and not Australian dates. Why would I write the wrong... Why would I write the wrong date? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, leave me alone. And even if I wrote the wrong date, it would still be the fourth of bloody January. So, leave me alone. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm a sensitive human being. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. No. No. (laughs) No. No. Okay. One more trailer to talk about before we move on. Um, this is a teaser trailer for an upcoming HBO Max series called The Staircase. Yeah, this one I am very excited to watch. Yeah. Um, and not just because I've been watching almost nothing but true story miniseries lately, but this is based on a fascinating true crime story a fascinating documentary that is speaking of netflix actually on netflix to watch right now um about a saga that has just been going on for nearly 20 years um where this you know this seemingly idyllic family um something may not be just quite quite right because um the mother um uh is found dead at the bottom of a staircase um, the family assumes she slipped and fell. However, the forensics and the police detective work indi- seems to indicate that there's foul play, uh, and they end up charging and arresting um, her husband um, for the murder. They determine it's a murder, uh, and so the series, like the documentary series, just basically f- like they. For some reason, these documentarians decided to, like, they wanted to capture it, the whole thing, while it unfolded. So after the news broke of the scandal and he was arrested and released to his home on bail, they came in to his home, filmed the entire family in their response to uh, the devastating loss of their wife and mother. And But it's they're the most interesting and eccentric family I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and, and the documentary series is absolutely fascinating and I highly recommend if people watch, if people like true crime, they'll definitely get a kick out of it. Um, cause you, the cameras are allowed inside the, inside the courtrooms as all the court proceedings are unfolding and inside meetings with lawyers inside, you know, uh, you know, interviews with detectives and things of that nature. So it's very intimate look at this awful thing that happened. Um, so it's very well made and it, they literally updated it. Oh, I think just before COVID was the last time they updated the show. So it's been ongoing. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just fascinating. So it, they announced a, a year or two ago that they were going to make this show. And originally it was going to be Harrison Ford playing Michael Peterson in this. The, uh, the accused, the husband of um, Kathleen, who passed away. Um, 
And it was going to be the first time Harrison Ford had actually done a proper TV show, like ever, apart, not including obviously young Indiana Jones back in the early 90s. Um, so that was going to be huge, but then he unfortunately couldn't commit. Um, I'm guessing Indiana Jones 5 is probably to blame for that. Mm. Um, but um, in his stead, we have Colin Firth playing Michael Peterson, and he seems to be doing a fantastic job. I mean, it is Colin Firth. He's an Oscar-winning actor. He's supremely talented. Um, so um, I'm enjoying what he he's giving us in this trailer. You know, he's pretty much the focus of it. Um, and seeing Tony Collette, great to see. Obviously, we love seeing Australians in anything, um, especially her. She's just brilliant. Uh, and, yeah, it looks like we're going to probably be seeing a lot more of Kathleen in this fictionalized, well, not fictionalized, dramatized, sorry, dramatized is the word, dramatized retelling of what happened. There's going to be flashbacks and all this stuff. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones is playing one of the daughters. Um, and Patrick Schwarzenegger um, is playing one of uh, the sons. Um, so, yeah, so the cast is great. It looks great. I'm, I can't wait to see how it stacks up to the real thing. So, mm. yeah, very intriguing. I like the teaser. I think the teaser does a very good job of, um, of selling it. Um, but I can't wait to see more. So, um, Mike, what are your what are your thoughts on this trailer? Does this pique your interest at all? Yeah, it's a very good trailer, and it's mm. very interesting. Um, definitely, uh, it definitely hits those sort of marks of what what this sort of movie is going to be. Um, definitely got a lot of uh, Gone Girl so, sort of um, scenarios as well, like the accused as maybe not the accused and. We we are still think, thinking what what's going on, um yeah. And when I t- typed in the to get the trailer from YouTube, it, it came up uh, it came up with the Netflix uh, trailer as well. And then I go, oh, which which one is it? <laughs> and then I have to go back and say, oh, so I'll, I'll watch the other one as well. And there's a lot more in the uh, Netflix trailer of what's happening in the story than uh, than the movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think you're right. Um, might, might get more out of watching the uh, documentary and then watching the movie because then you can just, I don't know, have a, another appreciation of uh, a dramatization of what you already know. Mm. And I kind of like that. Um, yeah. Bit of a shame uh, not having Harrison Ford in it. But have a look at the guy in the Netflix um, version trailer. Uh, I was I was getting... What would be a good person would have been uh, Alan Tudyk playing Michael. Yeah. I, I I always thought if if it wasn't Alan Tudyk, I think that's a great choice, but I think um uh what's his bloody name? I don't know. Uh give me uh, Give me John 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 C McGinley. Who who that? <laughs> Co- Professor uh, Dr Cox from Scrubs. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> He reminds me of him a lot. Yeah, and he sort of he sort of has um, salt and pepper hair now. Yeah, days. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think he would have he would have made a great Michael Peterson. But yeah, Alan Tudyk's a good call. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he would have played that so well. Just age him up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it! Now I want Alan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I do here. I make I make better movies. And I make better movies. You're the Mark Bernardin of this podcast. <laughs> yes, it's like it's like that um, uh, um, teenage girl Rambo movie that I wanted wanted to see for that trailer. I can't remember what the, it was. A very long trailer, trailer okay. name of the of this girl who who. Uh, uh, the town's like all against her, and and the, there's a murder, and people say, "Oh, she's the murderer." And then, and then, it's that sort of movie. And then I sort of made it into my head. It's like, well, then she goes rogue. Then she turns into Rambo and just yeah. kills the entire entire town. Nice. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Discuss discussion unfolding. <laughs> I love making better movies. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah. We get absolutely schlock nowadays. Speaking of which... <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, so when are we be watching this movie on binge? Well, this series is... Because it's a TV series. Is it? Oh. Yes. Okay. It's, a, it's a series. Um, <laughs> it's a movie. It's, it's a movie series. It's a movie show. Um, the Staircase will be streaming on HBO Max if you're in the US and here in Australia I'd say oh, most likely Binge or Foxtel um, on the 5th of May so it's only just under four weeks from now nice nice get excited um, yeah I can't wait to watch that It's gonna. I'm just going to eat it up Eat up the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's a it's a mini series. I just double checked. I just I started to doubt myself, and I was like, no, I must must be sure because right. I I will admit I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But it's oh god, eight episodes. Okay, cool. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies within a movies. Oh, and we're getting three episodes on release day. Hell yeah, great. So it's going to do exactly what the dropout. And We Crash did, and The Girl from Plainville did, and just go, here you go, have the first three, now we're going to make you suffer Yeah. over the next month and a half. Binge oh. a little bit, and then you're in it. It's so annoying. It's a bit, it gets you addicted. Yeah, it's it. a bit like meth. It really is. It's so addictive. The first like, bit's for free because you know it's fucking addictive. <sighs> Always come back for more. Always come back for more. Yes. Speaking right. of which, uh, speaking of which, uh, I just, I just, sorry, I got news and shit um, coming out the wazoo, but uh, looks like uh, uh, Walter White and Jesse are going to make appearances in the in the in the final season of Better Call Saul. Oh, good, that's nice to hear. Yeah, maybe I'll actually finally watch Better Call Saul. Speaking of meth. <laughs> <laughs> you speaking of myth. <laughs> I really should. Everyone says it's amazing. Yeah, I've mm. heard. I've heard good stuff. And Rob Odenkirk is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, love Bob Odenkirk. Have you seen Nobody? I still haven't. 
gotta fucking see it. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Everyone talks it up. Which is why I think I've put it off because I'm like, I don't typically watch these kinds of movies and I don't want it. I don't, I, I, so I don't want to just watch it because everyone says it's good and then I actually don't like it because I don't like the kind of movie it is. Yeah. But everyone says it's it's fantastic. Oh, it's so. great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like John Wick, except if there's actual consequences <laughs> of his Realistic body. Realistic John Wick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it, I call it like the um, if John Wick was a a dead movie. <laughs> I think I've heard that description before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's like you're middle aged and you're what, watching a movie. It's like I could be him. <laughs> so <laughs> the like dream, that. the dream is real. Yeah, it's like John Never, McClane and all, and all that. Yeah, it's like, never give up. You know, I I, I can do that for my family. <laughs> <laughs> if I put yes. my mind to it Put your mind to it Alright Speaking of put our minds to things <sighs> I'm so excited Okay It's time for a quickie review Quickie review And this one might actually be quick um, Because we're not spoiling it And of course we are talking about the brand new film released this week in theaters, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. You were about to say where to find them? No, I wasn't. I was about to say end the, but it's not end the Secrets of Dumbledore. It's just Fantastic Beasts, Beasts colon Secrets of Dumbledore, I think. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're not going to spoil it. So if you're uh, afraid of spoilers, fear not. Do not press that skip button or do not put us on mute. We will not be ruining anything. So somehow Mike is going to talk about the movie. <laughs> and, not, and not give it away. Um, but I'll I'll just start off and say, because well, act, yeah, I don't know. Should we start off with the good or the bad? Like, do, uh, you wanna go, do you want to pull the, the band-aid off or should I just go first? Uh, you, you go first. Okay, so I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. And I don't know if that's just because the last time I sat in a cinema, I watched Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just affecting my taste. I don't, I, don't, I hope not. Um, maybe, no, maybe, I, maybe that is the case because I watched um, Sonic 2 and I really enjoyed it. I was having so much fun. And then I watched that movie and it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, now go watch Morbius and you'll feel differently. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't need to. It's yeah, not canon. Yeah. Anyway, leave that discussion mm-hmm. off the table. So I yeah, I like this movie a lot. I um I thought it was a good sequel. It's definitely better than the previous film. Um I mean the only I think the only complaint I will say is that it just it feels very different from the last film. Like the recasting of Maz Mickelson was a fantastic um turn of events. I mean, obviously very unfortunate that um, Johnny Depp had to be replaced. Um, that whole thing is just insane. Um, but um, but to have someone like Maz Mikkelsen come in um, and take over the role and not address the fact that he looks completely different, that's the only slight spoiler I'll say. They don't mention it. It's not a big spoiler. But anyway. But just the fact that he looks so different and... Um, it just kind of lends to a different kind of a movie 
Mm. Um, so it makes me wonder how much of this was rewritten following the recasting. Um, because I, I cannot see Johnny Depp as Grindelwald in this movie. And I can't see Maz Mikkelsen as Grindelwald in the previous film either. Like, they're two separate entities completely. Um, and, you know, and, there's, and then there's one character that was left pretty much left out of this movie glaringly that really, really annoyed me. Um, but I think that was due to COVID and um, scheduling issues. Yeah, I think that- they actually got COVID. Oh, shit. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. That sucks. Um, so that was unfortunate um, as well. But so those are kind of my criticisms of the film. It just tonally, it's so much different. Like when you're doing a, a, a binge watch of this franchise, it's going to feel very off, I think. Um, similar to the, maybe similar to the Thor franchise, how that trilogy is just like, yay, nah, woohoo. Like it's just this roller coaster, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but no, I, I thought it was good. Like it was great to see. Um, great to see Eddie Redmayne once again. Um, there was one scene in the movie where I was losing my shit and Fulia, when you see it, you're going to die laughing. It's so funny. Um, the creatures in this film are great. I think the film probably balances... Because that's been one of the big criticisms about the Fantastic Beast franchise is the fact that it doesn't really seem to know what kind of film it wants to be. Mm. Um, I think this one strikes the balance probably the best of all of them, I think. Um, so I, that being said, I then really liked the new creatures that were introduced and they were kind of, you know, integral to the plot um, for the first time, really, instead of, I mean, not for the first time, because obviously there were, there have been elements of the previous creatures, you know, that have mattered to the story. Mm. Um, but I think this is the first time they've actually really properly mattered. And if you took the creatures out, then it would, it would be a very different movie. Um, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, what the stuff they did with Queenie, I didn't fully like. Um, I won't say what that is, obviously, but I was a bit, yeah, I, I liked some of it, didn't like some of it. Jacob was great, as usual. Um, I liked this new witch, Lolly, who was introduced, this American professor um, at Ilvermorny, I'm assuming. They never mention Ilvermorny in this, but I assume she's she teaches at Ilvermorny. Um, she was really, really cool. Um, and, yeah, and then what the stuff that they did with Credence... Um, you know, and his being a Dumbledore, which was announced at the end of the last film. That was interesting um, as well. And I really liked the... um, I did really like what they did with Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Their dynamic was fantastic. You definitely could not have done that that well with Johnny Depp. Maz Mikkelsen was fantastic in this in this character. I really loved his villain. It's not the best villain he's played because he's played a lot of villains, obviously. But um, but he did a fantastic job. <laughs> Pun not intended. But I think for me, the f- best thing about this movie was Jude Law as as Albus Dumbledore. He stole the show. Mm. He stole every scene he was in. He just nails this character so accurately. Um, like I mean, he's not doing any kind of impression or or copies of Michael Gambon uh, or Richard Harris at all. Like, it's very much his own take. Um, but you can kind of see bits of 
where that character goes to then become Michael Gambon in Half-Blood Prince sort of thing, mm. you know? So I really love what Jude Law does with the character in this. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to give Secrets of Dumbledore a three and a half out of five. That's my take. Um, Mike. Yes. How much did you not like this? Um, <laughs> tell me everything <laughs> without telling me everything. Well, to tell you the truth, uh, I did not like... I had to phrase this. Um, everything... Uh, there's not uh, things that... There are things I do like and I don't like. And letting it sit, I probably, probably dislike it more. Uh, consider, considering of uh, it, tr- the the trilogy as a whole, it still it still has that uh, as you said weird balance of is this a fierce creature story or should it be part of what what Dumbledores are doing, and I say that Dumbledores because the the um, the title is the secrets of Dumbledore. There's more than one Dumbledore in this movie, and mm-hmm. and I think that should be more of the focus. Like it's great having uh, Eddie Redmayne, Newt coming back, with yeah, an actual purpose, even though it doesn't really make sense because it was sort of dare I say shoe shoehorned in to say, see, there is a purpose why he's here, <laughs> and and I suppose that's actually goes with all the other previous um, characters as well. I mean, there's also another character in here that, that is, um, well, he's in the trailer, uh, Aberforth. Um, he, he's in this movie for one particular reason, and it should have been established that he should have been more in it because of yeah. what really happens with Dumbledores at the end, because as I said, there's more than one Dumbledore, and they also touch on um, uh, uh, um, the Dumbledore sister as well, and yeah. I do, I do like that sort of. I, I do like those sort of things, but you need more. You need you need sort of more of that connection between them and Grindelwald as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then just leave like the sort of side missions. You know, even though one particular side mission is, it, it really fucking creeped me out, and <laughs> I. It's in the trailer. I do not like scorpions at all. Neither do I. <laughs> because when I watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for the first time. Oh, yep. I'm with you. I was a child. Yeah, me too. And that shit was stop motion. So that was as real as it can be. Yeah. I was. That shit was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I do applaud him for for actually squir- making me squirm in my seat. Yeah. So so well done for that. But it's still a weird balance of actually having sort of horror as well as farcical comedy at the same time of them trying to escape from the from the giant scorpion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sort of a weird balance there. Um, yeah, I sort of agree. I don't really. I don't. I don't really like what they did with Queenie, um, because this whole movie was a bit of a course correction from the previous because of yeah, a little bit the sort of uh, dare I say backlash of what 
what has happened and certain characters we sort of characters that don't that that aren't the characters that we thought that were from the original movie and they sort of like Queen, queenie is like oh, all of a sudden uh, no nah, i'm turning to evil and then and then all of a sudden yeah it's like it was a bit of a whim so sort of a weird balance and uh, i didn't i didn't particularly like the sort sort of way that they use those sort of characters because they they need to mean something and and at the end um and and by the end i it's like well done of having a course correction but it it felt like rise of skywalker for me oh fuck okay yeah yeah in what in what way exactly like having palpatine be the source of everything because a lot of people didn't like the previous film yeah now i really like La- uh, last jedi cuz it, it was interesting. It was going in a direction that I, uh, I, I was thinking, it's quite interesting. I wasn't really expecting that, and I actually quite like that. And with, and with, uh, and this is the complete opposite of what happens in Crimes of Grindelwald, of how, of how the where we find out Credence is a secret Dumbledore, and we find out that it's uh, Dumbledore's brother. Try not to spoil it. <laughs> hey, yeah, be careful. Folia might uh, might jump on you. Yeah. So, um, there's an extension to that, and I don't particularly like the extension of that. Okay. Because yeah. So, overall, it was a bit of a mess for me, uh, but I have been watching people's, like, takes on it, and so, some, are, some are positive, some are negative, and I'm not in the same, same boat as, as, like, oh, it should have been, it, it, it should have been Johnny Depp, but it's like, no, I, I, I agree with you, Mad, um, Mads made it his own, and he should have been Grindelwald from the fucking start. I'm sorry. I'm not, yeah, no, I, you're right. I'm not on Amber Heard's side. I'm no. not on Johnny Depp's side. I'm no. on the side of something that would actually make sense and actually would be good because I didn't really like Johnny Depp as Grindelwald because just like Jared Leto in <laughs> in House of Gucci, he was in his own movie. and Very much so. And, and you need that sort of balance. And this was a good course correction that I actually quite like. And is it really? A, yeah, it's sort of a spoiler. So, so the relationship between Dumbledore and and Grindelwald was good, but it needed more time to flourish and actually grow. Because considering this is the first time they sort of interact with each other. Yeah. And I, I, I just wanted to add to that. Just I feel like they probably could have. I mean, I know the movie was only two and a half hours, but I, the 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 fi- the finale kind of between them felt a bit rushed. Mm. 
That's why I was saying. That's why I'm saying it. It should have been like Dumbledore's movie. Yeah. Like Albus's Dumbledore movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I but, agree. But unfortunately, we started off with Newt Scamander, and we we needed to know what they were doing during it, and and one particular and the particular character that wasn't wasn't in the this movie. Well, they were, but only briefly. Uh, they needed to be there because if your focus is with Newt's commander, he needed that sort of yeah that 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 um that course correction mm-hmm. on his story. But in the way of actually watching these movies, I think just leave the first two and actually start watching this one because it is the better movie out of all three of them. Yeah, that's fair and. I think if they're going to go ahead with more more of this, mm-hmm. I think drop uh, drop Queenie, uh, uh, Newt, Jacob, and because that because their story is pretty much done. I mean, they yeah. can, they can be the characters like behind the scenes, but now it should be solely. Uh, Albus Dumbledore and his story, and and Grindelwald's story as well. I think think if they just leave them there. I mean, I love Jacob, great comic relief. I mean, I enjoy enjoy it. You know, Muggle representation. We need it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but one particular scene that, nah, uh, it's in the trailer <laughs> where they <laughs> where they go to Hogwarts. But but in the back of my head, something happened with Jacob, and I don't know. I don't think they would appreciate um, someone who just try <laughs> someone. I, I don't think they would appreciate someone like that being in Hogwarts. Right. And try not to spoil it, but no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if we're going to score it, uh, I'll probably have to give it two out of five. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. On my very bad days, I think this particular um, bit of the franchise should just stop and just start again with something else. Or don't. Just just leave it as it is. Yeah, it's just... It's just kind of annoying that they thought it was a good idea to use Newt Scamander as a vehicle to tell the Grindelwald story. Because we all wanted, like, I think we all wanted to hear what happened between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Um, And we were curious about Newt, but never as curious about Grindelwald. So it's just very strange that they decided that that was the route to take Mm. instead of just making a straight up prequel series that followed Dumbledore like should have just followed Dumbledore from the start to be honest like the first movie probably doesn't even need to really exist to be honest Um, and then like you said yeah number two is neither here nor there really either so it's just yeah it's just bizarre and especially because like you know we've been making fun of it like the fact that the the logo, the tight like Fantastic Beasts gets just seen, the words just keep get getting smaller and smaller and compared to the rest of it. So it's just, it's just bizarre. And also, just, 
Yeah. And also with the slight um, course corrections, there are a lot of things that were dropped and they you can't really drop them because they're a bit of a bit of a thorn in the side of the story that they're telling and i am talking about uh grindelwald's um motives and the way he sort of rallies as well Mm -hmm. like a lot of that is sort of still mishmash and it's like yeah he's evil evil for evil's sake no i we, we we need something something else i mean yeah we've read the books obviously but it go it goes with the um deathly hollows part one where i'm still annoyed that they don't explain the mirror and and how harry has has a a, a piece of mirror broken uh, and you can see and you can see uh, abathor's eye in it it's like can you explain that to me? And they do it in and and they do it in this movie as well. Yeah, they do. They don't really explain how to uh, to how two characters can communicate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there is a lot of things in the fire and can you just focus on one thing at a time so the audience can keep up? Yes. <sighs> yes, I agree. Oh well. We're going to get another one. So, apparently there's 5. Yes, apparently they're making 5, so there's two more to go. So, I <sighs> hope I hope the next film they go, okay, we have to put Dumbledore and Grindelwald front and center and we have to leave Newt behind. You know, even as much as I, if it's just for a cameo, yeah. Like, like, oh, where is he at the moment? Oh, he's you know getting married with Tina, and yeah, and that's it. Oh, yeah. spoilers, but you know it's in the book. <laughs> or like, you know, you, you know, you think the movie is going to start off being about Newt, and then it does a bait and switch, and it's actually about Dumbledore. Like, all they all they have to do is just get rid of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Just, just literally, just call it call it what it is. Yeah, just it doesn't you know? it doesn't need a it doesn't need a comma. I mean, colon, Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars episode, you know, it could just have its own title, and it could be its own trilogy. Yeah, yeah, like you can have the Fantastic trilogy, even though it wasn't fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have, um, you know. Whatever this is, or it could be, and I'm very happy that Steve Clovis came back to do yes, not necessarily rewrites, just to make it like a thing. But still, there was a lot of stuffing in there. Yeah, I found that crediting really interesting because it was like screenplay by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves, and then it said based on a screenplay by J.K. Rowling. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up there, shall we? Maybe, yeah, I'm still waiting for the day that um, Harry Potter is actually done by other people. 
because then you can get more of a perspective. I'm talking like the Dave Filoni sort sort of thing. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. It's like yeah, sure. What would George do? And it should be turning into something else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was my spleen, like spleen, <laughs> spleened, spleened, somewhat, spleened somewhat. Well, thank you for that, Mike. Yes, sir. And Fulia, I hope we didn't spoil too much. I, I think we did pretty well. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and I honestly, if you enjoy it, like all good for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I mean. I really, there are things that that can like damage your sort of enjoyment. It's, it's like, oh, this particular person doesn't doesn't like it, and then I shouldn't like it. It's like, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not true. No, that's no, that's not how it should work. But that's it's, not, that's one of the reasons why I don't watch uh, Cinema Sins anymore. Because yeah, no, I look, I literally just take Cinema Sins with a grain of salt. The literally the main reason I watch Cinema Sins is because. Some of the things, some of the things he points out are fucking hilarious, and then I absolutely love the at the end of every video when he does he does the dubbing of like scenes from like he takes scenes from the movie he just did, yeah. um, but then puts different audio over clips of it, and it just I it's it's comedy at its finest. So, yeah. but I get I get you like if you yeah, there's a lot of negativity in Cinema Sins, it can be a bit overwhelming. I just don't need that in my life. You just just watch (laughs) Cinema Wins instead. I do. Excellent. He's just uploaded a um. Uh, he's he he used to do do two parters, and he's now doing um edits of just putting them together and just releasing them, and he he's just done like a re-edit for uh, Infinity War. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and there's a couple of things in there. It's like, well, that um, take place where when um, uh, I think uh, Captain Marvel wasn't out, so he was sort of speculating what right what was happening, and and sort of and sort of like it doesn't really make sense. It's like, well, it's already out. It's like, oh yeah, it's a re-upload. Excuse me, a re-upload. All right, let's let's wrap it up because speaking of Marvel. Marble? Speaking of Marvel... No, 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 it's chipboard. It's not marble. It's time... Uh, What are you talking about? For the moment. Ah, this bit. For the segment. I forgot. What do I do now? For the section. Mmm. For the part. Mm Mm-hmm. For the place. Let me do it right now. For the spot in the show we like to call Popcorn Culture. <sighs> I didn't know that was going to be a Kamehameha, but Popcorn that Culture. Was, that was great. Popcorn Culture. Yep. It's Popcorn Culture time. Kamehameha. Okay. Um. Cool. So, pop and culture time. Yes. Which means we are here to now discuss our thoughts on episode two of Moon Knight. Spoilers. Which is, which is with spoilers. This is a spoiler chat. Um, this episode is called Summon the Suit. <laughs> so, 
Yes, and there were some suits summoned in this episode. Let me tell you. Um, Cool. All right. Well, I guess I'll just kind of start with my initial thoughts. I I really liked this episode. I thought it was good. I thought it improved upon certain things from the previous week. Like, I think the the visual effects were a bit better in this one. I thought the story was was good because it was like we, we... we learnt a lot more in this episode. Uh, like, not a whole lot more, of course, but mm. we, we we found out kind of just the basics, um, really, um, of what's actually kind of going on. But we still don't really know fully what's going on, I suppose. But, yeah, we know more. So I'll take that as a win. Um, Oscar Isaac was just on fire this entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, cause yeah. And look, I had this theory that we, that this episode was going to be episode one, but from Mark Spector's perspective, but that's, that was not to be, and I'm totally fine with that. Cause, yeah. um, cause this is totally, this is totally great. Like just to see Oscar Isaac play two different people in the same scene. Um, not a lot of the time. Cause obviously, um, with Mark Spector for most of the episode being in, you know, in reflections or in mirrors, um, you know, that's obviously done with like CGI. Um, so, but there's, you know, certain ways that things are done, I guess that just, you know, really just, it just really flows. Like he's literally just having, you know, a conversation with himself, but he's doing it in such a way that you think it's two different people. It's just very, very cool. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I, yeah, I really, really, I just really, really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the um, security recap at the start <laughs> of the episode um, when, you know, Stephen, you know, goes back to the museum after what happened at the end of the last episode because we kind of left sort of mid-fight, I suppose. Um and I just loved the entire exchange that that Stephen had with the security guard, who still called him Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> to which he replied, uh, "Still Stephen." Um, I thought that was very good. And then the fact that he obviously, you know, it, none of what Stephen saw is actually on the any of the video. Um, which you know, I was like, okay, well, that's that's a pretty big trope that's that's used quite a bit but ah oh, i like it and then we get that great shot of you know mark uh staring up at the camera kind of glaring at it mm-hmm. and then steven's like that's not me I'm like yep couldn't have saw that coming um how did how did you feel about that kind of reveal that you know that steven was just you know it looks looks like he's just fucking gone crazy and um and then what they fired him, yeah, because because of what happened. How, how did you right. feel about the way the episode started with all this? Well, they unfolding? fired him, yeah, rightly so. He completely destroyed a fuck, <laughs> fucking toilet, perfectly good bathroom, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it because it, it it kept us like questioning as well. Is this yeah. all in his mind? Yeah, and, yeah, and how and how everything is sort of filmed like. Um, like with the mirror image, so, so the things from the from the fir- first um, mi- uh, f- movie, first episode, and 
yeah, it still it still kept us questioning until pretty much when everything falls into place with um, them having a, a dialogue with each other uh, and ha- having that sort of um, um, a chat with yourself and finding out which is the persona and which is the actual person. And I yeah. and I really enjoy, enjoyed the fact that, um, not to jump ahead, but the the confrontation that they have at the end where now Mark is in, in control. Yeah. And, and Steve is sort of not liking where he is now because he's more aware of what's happening because otherwise he would, would have been asleep. And... Yeah, and there's still and there's still more questions which I quite quite like about mm, his mm-hmm. relationship with um, other people as well, and yeah, and man, I just love actors just just knowing their craft and just doing doing what they do best. And oh yeah, yeah, and that goes with everyone in the, in this show. There there hasn't been anyone that I don't like yet. And I, Gonna preface this yet because there's got to be something. <laughs> can't be all. <laughs> can't be all good. I mean, Ethan Hawke is all, is just awesome, and I'm really enjoying his char- character because mm. we don't know anything about him. He's like a magra. He's sort of a mesh of different villains that that we know of, and yeah, and their sort of di- dialogue with. Um, now I'm jumping ahead. Um, yeah. I, I like the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it was it was freaking awesome. Um, I I enjoyed um, Stephen's trip to the storage locker. Um, yes, where he finally, you know, he he realized, you know, he he found that key, and you know, he needed to, you know, if he wanted more answers, I suppose he would have to go and find where the key fits. Um, so, and I just love the fact that, you know, he, he, when he walks into the right one, he's just all acting confused and the guy's just like, no, no, I know you, hmm. you come, you come in here all the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, takes him without question straight to his, his locker. And then, you know, Steven starts to piece a bit more of it together about, you know, who Mark Spector really is. Um, and that's where we kind of learn the first big thing, like, you know, for those who don't know, um, so Mark is uh, an avatar of Conchu, mm. um, and therefore Stephen is. I mean, we still don't know why Stephen exists. That hasn't been explained yet because, as far as I'm aware, uh, Mark created Stephen. I think uh, it's probably like some kind of protective mechanism, I suppose. But they haven't explained that yet in the show. Yeah. Um, I think it's still up in the air if uh, Conchu actually focused on uh, actually chose Mark mm. because of his uh, he, the mental illness of split personality or that that was the cause of him becoming the avatar yeah of. yeah so yeah. that's still up in the air and I'm yeah. not sure if they if they're going to answer it I think it's more fun to not answer it like we don't need answers for everything of course. No, true. That's true. I suppose I wouldn't be too annoyed if we never find out yeah. where Stephen came from. 
Um, but it's just interesting to me that, like, you know, we meet Layla in this episode, um, and she's really, really awesome, but she has no idea who the fuck Steven is. Why is Mark, you know, why has all, all of this happened to Mark, and why does he now have this alternate personality um, with, you know, a whole life, you know, that is separate of what she knows? Because she, then we find out also that, you know, they were married. Layla and Mark. I mean, they're in the process of getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, apparently. Um, clearly, we can see why. There's no communication going on. Um, but, but yeah, um, that was that was really, really fascinating. Um, and I... So, I, I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm finding it... I feel like... Yeah, it would be okay if they don't explain it, but I feel like just the way that they've set it up with Layla, like, I feel like she's gonna want to know. So, therefore... We're going to get told what the fuck happened. Um, but who knows? They, they don't have to do anything. It's fine. Um, but no, I really liked the scene in the storage locker um, and the way Steven, like, kind of freaked out um, <laughs> mm. over, you know, who Mark really is. And then just, yeah, and just hearing Mark say the words that, you know, we are Conchu's avatar and, you know, um, we, you know, exact justice on his behalf and all of this stuff. Um, so that was... That was really, really interesting. But then, and then just, again, Stephen's resistance to that and about how immediately he's just like, no, I'm, you have all of this illegal shit. I'm going to report you to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Conchu shows up and that's quite funny. Um, some jump scares going on with the lights. That was pretty freaky. <laughs> but they set that up. Like, you see when they're, like, the guy's leading them down the corridor. I'm like, who the fuck lights a storage locker like this? With, like, one light that goes on and then the one down here goes goes off. And as you're walking along, on, off, on, off. Like, you're setting up a jump scare. Come on. Ah, sensors and, you know, you got to think of electricity. I, mean, I suppose. I mean, it's it's a it's a storage facility, so. yeah. Not a lot of people would go there. It's like go there all the time, except for except for Mark, of course. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that Easter egg uh, on the, on his um, on his door, the QR code. There was another QR code. How cool! Did you did you see? Get, did you scan it? Yeah, I did. I, is it another comic? It's another comic. Yay! It's a, it was the first. Um, outing of Moon Knight in uh, Wolfman? I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's Werewolf something. Yeah, Were-Man that, Wolf. Were-Man Wolf. Um, yeah, that's cool. I saw that up and I, and I, at first I was like, oh, they put QR codes on the storage lockers and then it took me a second. I was like, oh! And by the time I went to grab my phone, it had already gone past and I was like, I can't be fucked going back. <laughs> Sometimes Disney Plus does not like it when you skip back. Um, it has a bit... On my PlayStation, anyway, it has a bit of a fit. So I was just like, oh, well, I've missed it. Oh. I'll get it on the rewatch. You, you watch it on the app. I'll watch it on the app, maybe, and that might help. I don't know. Um, but that was really cool. Another QR code. Yeah. Shoved in for us. Mike, what did you think of... Like, Do you have anything to add like about this You know, scene where we first... you know? We, we're like actually starting to find out what the fuck is kind of going on. Um, and this first interaction, this episode between Stephen and Mark. Yeah. Well, second. <laughs> second. Well, 
they were sort of in a hurry in the in the first one, where it's like you got <laughs> come with uh, come with me if you want to live. And oh, I was talking about this episode, not in, not yeah, in the show yeah. as a whole. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I I do like the I did like the sort of sinister sort of tone where um, Mark was talking to him in the reflection of the gun, and. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like it, but like it at the same time. <laughs> when, you're, when you're dealing with mental illness. And, and the gun's talking to you. Mm. <laughs> it's alright, mate. <laughs> I turned into Ben Mendelssohn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> that was great. You're not gonna call the cops, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Sorry, I can hear my wife singing. Um, <laughs> Lovely. That, that was weird. I thought, I thought it was the boy. Um, it's like, boys can't sing yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, Conchu. Scary motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like it. Giant, yeah. Giant bird skull. Yeah, that skull <laughs> freaks me out. It's like, stop it. Stop it. You're too scary. Yeah. Can't really add, add too much. Oh, I have heard that um, uh, if Konshu is a character in this, then that makes uh, Night at the Museum uh, part of the MCU. Oh, really? Yeah, because the tablet that they use for the for the exhibits to, to come, come, alive. come alive. Is it Konshu? Is Konshu's tablet. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or, or I didn't realize that more to the point. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I saw that on a, on a video someone did. And it says, yay, then that means it's part of the universe. <laughs> Everything's part of the universe now. I suppose that's kind of... It's all connected. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that Um. Uh, uh, in Disney in the Disney lexicon that Hercules is actually uh, part of... Yeah, Hercules is part of uh, uh, Little Mermaid because apparently they're cousins. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard that. Oh, there's a lot... There's a lot... I don't want to go into it, but yeah, there's lots of theories about how all the... All of the Disney characters are connected. Yeah, because Ariel uh, and Trident, and then Trident has Poseidon, and Poseidon makes a cameo in 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 Hercules, and and there and Poseidon and and um, uh, oh, the Greek mythology is weird. It's out of head. Uh, is it Poseidon? Is is yeah, Poseidon is the brother of of Zeus, so that makes them... I believe so. So that makes them cousins. Yes, it does. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've forgotten what I was talking about. Moon Knight. That's yes. okay. What's Moon next? Knight. Well, uh, we should talk about Layla, because um, she gets introduced after, after that. Um, and I... Yeah. I enjoy her quite a bit i really like i've never seen this actress in anything before um 
I gotta look look her up. Um, but I I really enjoyed her performance and just you know she kind of holds her own quite well against mm. uh, Oscar Isaac in um, in the in their scenes together in this episode. Um, like you you can really you're like you're really easily convinced by the the history and the chemistry between them. Yeah. Um, so even though we still have no idea really who she is um, or what their history is, like they like she like the two of them together do such a great job of convincing us of of um, you know they have a very uh, historied past together. Um, May Kalamawi is her name. She's very good as Layla. I liked her quite a bit. Um, yeah, like that scene on the the motorbike was quite amusing. <laughs> um, with like, you know, I th- what does she say? Something about like hold, like why are you holding on to me? Like something or other. I forget what the line was. And then he was like, I don't know how to hold you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to. I've never done this before. I've never been on a bike um, before. I've never been on a bike before. As Stephen. Um, yeah. But it's just interesting that it takes her so long. Like, obviously something really bad has happened. Well, if they're getting divorced, then yeah. But obviously something really bad has happened if she doesn't believe Stephen is a real thing. Um, for, like, it takes her ages um, to be convinced that Mark and Stephen are two separate people. Yeah. Um which I found really, really interesting. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to learn more about her, um, uh, her character and their shared history together, um, which I think we're going to get to see, oh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully next week. Little um, nuggets here and there. Little nuggets here and there. Yes, Mike. What did yeah. you think of? What did you think of Layla in in this episode? Yeah, she was good, and um, you can, I can sort of. I can sort of understand that she she doesn't twig like straight away because uh, Stan, well Mark, being the the main persona, um, is sort of uh, not in contact with her for I think it was like four months or something. So something like that. So he's been jumping in and out of uh, Stephen for for probably that long. He's only probably been around for that long. Uh, Stephen, I mean. Mm. So it's probably the first time she's actually she's seen something like this. So, uh, mm. so, and I, th- I may be wrong, but I think Contru is getting sick of of uh, Mark and and sh- and he, she, them. Uh, uh, wants to change change the avatar to. Possibly her. I think he said said something along those lines. It's like, uh, like she's a good candidate to to be next or so, something like that. Cause yeah, that, yeah. Because that's when we not to jump ahead, but uh, find out that Kevin Bacon's character, car- Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Sorry, I did that. I did that joke with my wife. It's like you see that. That's Kevin yeah. Bacon. That <laughs> uh, uh, with Ethan Hawke's character was uh, a previous um, Moon Knight um, avatar. And and how Conchu uh, was looking around. So there's probably something there on the reason why Mark decided to um, 
split his personality into Steven. So there's probably something there. And I think she's part of it, but okay. He, but Mark doesn't want her being involved. So that's why um, he sort of like shunned her away as well as divorce papers. It's like, you don't need this shit in your life because I've done shit and seen shit. So there's something still there. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, she does hold her own. So I quite like it. It's, it's a love interest for not just love interest sake. So it could be could be down the path that she turns into something as well. She'll probably become the Avatar. May maybe once. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. That's a theory. Well, there's a whole bunch of these gods, so mm. may, there could be another god that, you know, takes her form, I suppose, or she becomes the avatar of maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like um, like uh, Ethan Hawke's characters, an avatar of a god. Yeah, that that could work. I, I mm-hmm. like the idea of that. Hmm. Um, there's actually, a, I don't know why, but it was on TikTok. But there, uh, when Ethan Hawke was on um, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and they were talking about theories of Moonlight. And one of the theories is it's probably not true because the way he acted <laughs> is one of the theories that um, Ethan Hawke's character is actually Dracula. Oh. Yeah. And he went, that's not true, but I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> because there, there is ideas of either Blade coming in or or mm. even... Or, or even... Um, uh, the other ones as well. Who was it? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The 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 black not the Black Knight. Black Knight. Fuck. Yeah. Who? Who? Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Black Black Knight. It's Black Knight. Yeah, Black Knight, Moon Knight, Blade Knight, and yeah. Dane, Dane Whitman, Black Knight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, they may be doing a cameo, but, you know, everything needs to be a cameo. But I like the <laughs> fact that it could be its own, own thing because yeah. uh, Isaac's uh, contract mm-hmm. is not past this. It's, Apparently it's just for this, yeah, it's which just I, find, this. I find very intriguing. And I kind of like that because it just keeps us on our toes. It's like, maybe this is the end or maybe not. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We literally have no idea where he'll, if and where he'll appear again. Yeah. And that's so what, that's exciting. Yeah. And I kind of like that, that we, we, mm. we don't know the end goal for the end. Because <laughs> I think that's what sort of uh, maybe hindered the other um, Marvel TV shows as well, because because a lot of people were, were a lot of people wanted Wonder Vision to actually introduce the um the 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 mutants. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's too early. You probably it's too early. You probably ruin yourself by just like, what do you mean? There's no mutants. What's this Ralph Boner? Ah, oh, this sucks. 
No, just watch the just watch it for the story, not what it's setting up. So, yeah, I like the fact that Moonlight is not is not it doesn't look like it's setting up anything, but it probably is. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're two episodes in, so yeah, who knows? Another four. Another four to go. Hmm. Um, Cool. Well, um, I would like to talk about Arthur Harrow for a second um, because I didn't know this and I found this rather fascinating. He tells Stephen that he used to be Conchie's avatar. Yes. That was really interesting to me. Um, so I really want to, I really hope we get an episode that focuses on his backstory or if we just get some backstory for him. Cause I want to know why he's involved in all of this. Why is he now Amit's, uh, avatar and, and not Conchus anymore? Um, and I really kind of loved how he sort of manipulated Steven and manipulated the audience into kind of thinking that maybe Konshu is not, you know, that altruistic, you know, he's, he, he maybe has some, uh, selfish, uh, reasons for doing what he, he does, or he just kind of, you know, he just maybe he's just too, too Mm. far to one side of justice that he just doesn't kind of, so I don't know, like there's, some complexities to him. Yeah. Um, so, but I just like the fact that, you know, that could be true or it could just be um, Arthur Harrow just being like, you know, I want to, I'm trying to talk you on my side here, <laughs> um, you know? So yeah, I'm just going to tell you whatever yeah. you, you want to hear to make this easier. Cause I mean, he knows full well that Steven has no idea what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. and can definitely be, manipulated he's in that vulnerable spot where he's not he hasn't chosen a side yet um and it's we see that in the episode we see him choose the side and i really loved this scene when harrow takes like after steven gets you know taken into custody by these quote-unquote police officers um and then taken to this like kind of neighborhood place where all these followers of amit and, and harrow dwell um and in london somewhere and um yeah I, and then he's taking him through and he's showing he's showing Stephen the you know the way and explaining um its purpose and his purpose and all this stuff and that was really really great but i love the scene where they're sitting at that table eating soup or whatever uh just talking and you know and then Stephen basically learns that um it wants wants justice and wants and will judge people for things, you know, they haven't even done yet. Mm. Like if they're going to do a bad thing, she'll take them out before it happens. And you know what that made me think of? Fucking Project Oversight from Winter Soldier. Ah. <laughs> I, I was thinking Minority Report, but that's okay. Well, yeah, very Minority Report as well, obviously, yes. But in terms of MCU, I thought of Project Oversight immediately. Um, so this is like a mystical form of that. Um, so I really liked the realization Stephen comes to obviously where he's, you know, like you are seriously going to kill children. If it means, you know, get making the world a better place or for the greater good or whatever. And then, you know, Arthur is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll kill kids. It's fine. Yeah. And then, and that's, that's obviously when, yeah, the shift happens and Stephen's like, okay, no, I'm not on your side, actually. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't I, like you. Yeah, I'm ideologically uh, indifferent. 
too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Is that, it's that would you kill baby Hitler sort of thing? Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Is it morally wrong? Or is it? Um, Mm. Yeah. I Mm. Yeah, I really enjoy that scene and just. Yeah, it was great. Just two great actors just sitting down. I know. Oh. Just talking about the duality of 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 um, innocence or mm-hmm. proven guilty, and and country just being a little bitch. I know Chugging. the whole time. Go for the jugular or whatever yeah. he says. Kill him. He's, is he telling you to kill to kill me? Mm, thought so. <laughs> yeah. And then go for the throat. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, yeah, and. I enjoy the fact that um, even after, uh, well, you could could say even Thor as well, that gods are uh, gods are fallible, and, and mm. not necessarily are gods. So sort of like anti gods, and, and it, I suppose that is also formed within like uh, mythology as well with with. Uh, with Egyptian and of Northern and maybe in Thor Ragnarok. No, not Thor Ragnarok. Thor, Thor. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Love and Thunder. They were going to see, going to see Greek as well. Mm. So all all the gods are just there to have time and they're, and they're all assholes. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like, I like Greek mythology because it's same because gods are assholes. I mean, have a look at Zeus. It's not all Disney. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Just to get get this off my chest, I know it's a mm. tangent, but go for it. I think the reason why we haven't seen a uh, a Thor Thor trailer yet is because uh, the uh, is because uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness isn't out yet. Right. Because I think because Thor takes place after that. And yeah. No, that's a, that makes sense because we got our first trailer for Multiverse of Madness back in December, full like five months before its release. And as it stands, we are three months now away from Love and Thunder and we still haven't got a trailer. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think there's a lot riding on uh, on that, on Doctor Strange, yeah. A- anything from uh, from that will te- will explain what's going on. Yeah, no, yeah. I think you're right. That makes sense. So anyway, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, and- yes, yes. Um, yeah. Well, I I gotta say, after that stellar part of the episode that I enjoyed, um, you know, the episode kind of. Fin- like what well, doesn't finish on it but like we get right near the end of the episode we finally get a big kind of fight scene and we actually get to see moon knight himself in action um uh eventually but before that happens um one of my favorite transitions ever happened um because at one point um so steven and like layla comes in she's got the scarab that's going to lead um, whomever wields it to where Amit is so she can be unleashed. 
Um, temple. Temple. Uh, so, yes. So, um, Layla and Steven find themselves in a bit of a pickle being chased around by all the, the goons and the followers of uh, Amit and Harrow. And, uh, yeah. And then um, she keeps telling him to summon the suit. And at one point she's like, summon, he's like, summon the soup. What do you mean? I thought that was very funny. I know. Summon the, he says summon the soup. Mm. It's in the dialogue. Um, summon the suit. He doesn't, he doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. You know, she's, she, she's by this point, I think she's on board with the fact that, yeah, obviously that, you know, Steven is in Mark's body and, you know, she has to try and get Steven to bring out Mark somehow. So, so Moon Knight can appear. Um, so she knows who Moon Knight is, but she has no idea who Steven is. So that's also very interesting. Mm. Um, but yes, there's this one scene where another, uh, another jackal, uh, is summoned by Harrow, uh, to attack Steven and Layla. And, um, and this jackal pushes or forces Steven out a window and he falls and, Admittedly, I, at first I was distracted by the fact that he basically like fucking smacked his entire head on this like like light post or lamp or flagpole or something that was hanging out the side of the building. Um, but then like the camera cuts immediately and he's on the ground and he does the superhero landing hmm. in the Mr. Knight suit. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. Um, holy fuck. I loved... I love that reveal. I love that transition so much. It was so clever. Thank you so much for that. People <laughs> who decided to do that. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Highlighted the episode for me. Um, and then the immediate like falling over because <laughs> it's Steven in the suit, not Mark. <laughs> um, so that was hysterical. And then just the the interplay between Steven and Mark in the ref- with the reflection and stuff and you know like what the hell are we wearing like not what what, he, what does he say it's like something Colonel Sanders like he makes a Colonel Sanders joke and I can't remember what the what the dialogue was evil Colonel Sanders or something. like e- like yeah evil Colonel Colonel oh, so, oh, so, psychotic Colonel Sanders something like that yeah, to that effect it was yeah that was very amusing that kind of back and forth um, and then how like Steven just came around to the idea of the suit like he's like you know I look rather fit you know look rather sharp in this suit um, and I thought it was fantastic like the amount of confidence it gave him um, and obviously using this suit he has the enhanced abilities um mm given to him by Konshu so he can actually fight back against the jackal and he I love how cocky he gets like the entire part where he's like fight like a butterfly sting like a bee my name is Stephen with a V like I just I thought that was so funny <laughs> he's such a dork I was waiting for him to say come and have a go if you think you're hard enough <laughs> yeah oh so good but that outfit is a look and a half I think it looks brilliant I love I don't know which suit I like better, Mr. Knight or Moon Knight himself, because I really enjoyed seeing him in that suit. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. What did you think about the reveal of Mr. Knight, Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, I quite like it. Cause, yeah. Because it gives Stephen something to do. And it, True. And it just proves he, he he's not running scared little chicken. He can yes. He can hold his own, which is, mm-hmm. which is good, because... Mm-hmm. It gives uh, it gives more um, gives more weight between 
uh, their dialogue at the end of it's like, well, I need yeah. to stay, Stephen. It's like, well, I can hold my own, and and I'm I'm me too, and you know, autonomy and all that, and yeah, and the fight was awesome. Fighting an invisible <laughs> enemy is always good. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Love it, and. And yeah, uh, I definitely enjoyed the sort of choreography with that and how you can sort of see the shape of the jackal without see- seeing it. Well done. Mm. Well done to that. Yeah, it was very, very good. And a lot of cosplayers are going are, are to go for Mr. Oh, Knight. I think so. Yeah, he's going to be an easier um, cosplay, I suppose, than, than doing a full Moon Knight. Mm. Mm. yeah but it was really good like I said earlier to see Moon Knight himself in action because um, eventually Mark convinces Stephen that um, you know like in order for you know them to have a chance at succeeding here they need to bring out Moon Knight because I'm guessing um, Mr. Knight must just not have the full capacity of 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 Conchu's abilities i'm guessing plus he has the really cool like crescent moon things in his chest mm. um that was kind of cool i think i think it's probably more to do with uh mark knows how to fight he's been doing it yeah that makes sense for years and, true 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 and uh steve's just new to it and it's like and just a new fighter it's like i mm. got it Got his stuff, and he does make mistakes. It's like, well, you've you've had your fun. Mm-hmm. Time to get the big boys out. Time <laughs> to get the big bears out. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, but no, it's it's great. Like I loved seeing him running, chasing the jackal across the buildings. Um, you know, just that was that was really really cool. It was just yeah, it was a great it was a great sequence visually. Like it looked, it looked great against the backdrop of you know the actual moon yeah the moon yeah the actual moon um so that was that was really good but yeah it doesn't end well because they lose the scarab um and then harrow gets his hands on it so whoopsie whoopsie daisy that ended up uh a bit faster than i thought it would but um i suppose we're gonna move this story along and there's only six episodes only six episodes only six episodes so another jump ahead where are we in cairo Yes. Well, we'll get there in a second because yeah. we really only have one more scene to talk about, and that is what you just alluded to, Mike, with the the uh, kind of the final scene, I suppose, between Stephen and Mark of this episode, where Mark is still in control, um, and we and then we see Stephen as the reflection. Um, and I tell you what, I felt sorry for him because the way he was describing the sensation of it mm. and. And how it just doesn't feel like he feels trapped, obviously. Like, I just, that was kind of, that felt very claustrophobic. Like, Oscar Isaac did a very good job of, I mean, that that scene really was just a showcase for his, like, his film reel, basically. Like, here, hire me, I can do this kind <laughs> of thing. You know, he's just that good. But I, I really, like, Mark is such an interesting character and I'm looking forward to learning more about him because he's clearly been through some stuff. Um, or he, I don't know, he knows more intimately what Conchu's 
purpose is and his mission is, yeah. um, especially, especially against Amit and, and Arthur Harrow. So I suppose that's probably why he's coming down on Steve in a bit harsher, but because we don't really know the full story yet, it just kind of, he just seems like a fucking asshole to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Like you can't, you, all heroes can't be good yeah. in that sense. Um, especially if they're more kind of on the vigilante side of things, which Moon Knight is like, there are yeah. a lot of, pe- a lot of people are comparing Moon Knight to Batman, which I find interesting. Um, but I think uh, it's a bit different. Yeah. I think, think it's because, uh, Steven, uh, his character has sort of changed where he was more of the Bruce Wayne type. He was, uh, he was rich and debonair and all, all that. Oh, uh, I see. So they've they've changed him a bit for the show. Yeah, for some li- reason. Literally changed it for that reason is like not not to be confused too, too much yeah. like Batman or even Tony Stark for that matter. Mm. Yeah, very true. Very yeah. true. Um yeah. Um yeah, apparently Mark says that um once the debt has been paid um, to Conshu, I'm guessing that um, yeah, Stephen won't ever see him again, and whether or not that means that Stephen will cease to exist uh, when this is all done, or if Mark will, like who knows? So that's um, that's interesting. Mm. I just really want to know more, more, more um, about about Stephen, uh, well, about Mark rather, and his relationship with Conshu. Um, so. That's that's very interesting. Because, um, yeah, Conchu is, like, yeah, accusing accusing Mark of altering the terms of their agreement. Um, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about how, you know, he mentions the fact that when he found, Conchu found Mark, he was basically dead, uh, which we kind of already knew because that's in the comics. Yeah, um, he's been resurrected. Yeah. To do his yeah. bidding. Yeah, so... Maybe, but yeah, mm. I don't know. Go on, go on. Maybe because he wanted to start a family, maybe, and that's a bit weird. Um, yeah, maybe. Doing it from a dead dead person. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be, so it shouldn't. No. Um, Could be many yeah. things. Could be many things. But then the episode suddenly ends with uh, Mark in Egypt. Yeah. In Cairo. I love basically. it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I'm where, excited. It's like, fine, we're going to have to go. Go where? Where do you fucking think? Yeah. <laughs> Whoosh. And I liked that shot too of like starting on Stephen in the mirror and then panning across to see Mark, you know, who's just completely written himself off because he's clearly seen some shit um, or is, is not liking what he's going to have to do. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe it's back where it all began. All began. Flashback. Give me a flashback episode next week, please. Please, please, please. I want it. Um, yeah. Any, fu- any, yes. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Moon Knight in Cairo. But uh, when he takes off the mask, it's actually, it's actually, uh, 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 Ethan Hawke. Oh, so that, so that that's how back. you start. That's how you start episode three. You start it with Moon Knight, like fighting whatever, and then he untransforms, 
and it's fucking Ethan Hawke, like de-aged or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And That'd then, be sick. And then yes. they do, and then him and, and Conchu have a fight. It's like, all right, fine. You, you, you can't be can't be my friend anymore. <laughs> he fucks off or something. I don't know. Yeah, or like, or like, um, Harrow is just like, yeah, I think I like this god better. I'm gonna be their avatar. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, probably that because it's like you know I can make the. I'm just fighting people that have done it. Why don't I fight people that or that are about to do it? Like yeah, when yeah, they're least that, vulnerable or something. Maybe like, it was his decision. Yeah, like we need to prevent these crimes, not not um, you know bring bring down justice upon the committers. Mm. I suppose. Yeah, that that makes sense. That and that's a sympathetic argument to be made. Like you can understand that because you know if that if he's if Arthur Harrow's mission comes from a place of good, then it does make him uh, a compelling villain. So yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, any final thoughts from you, Mike, on episode two of Moon Knight? Um, yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, still enjoying it. And mm. um, excited of where it's going to lead us. And yeah, same. Hopefully it doesn't shit the bed. <laughs> hopefully not. I don't think it will, but who, who knows? Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, I'm sure we'll like it. We've already had bad CGI, but you can sort of forgive it for that. Yeah, yeah, we can whistle past it. For a more compelling story than most. Yes, yes. It's heading in a very, very fascinating direction. So let's hope it sticks to the landing. Yeah. Hmm. Because at the moment awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's very, Something very new intriguing. different. Yes, new and different. I'll take it. Thank you very much. So right. So right. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. Done. Moon Knight, episode two, uh, summon the suit. That was our spoiler discussion um, and unpacking. I hope you guys enjoyed that popcorn culture. I know I did. Um, it's always great to discuss Marvel shows on this podcast. Um, With someone yeah. who has an interest in Marvel. Yeah, well, we all have interest in Marvel. Well, I was going to say, imagine if you you were doing this with Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be fine. <laughs> Wayne Wayne likes Marvel. In his own particular way. <laughs> In his own particular way, he does. He does. Uh, good stuff. All right, well, um, that is it. That We don't have anything else left to do. No. Nothing else left to do. We're, the show is done. It's over. It's time to go home. Well, we are. Yeah. <laughs> but ho- and hopefully you if are you, too. Yeah. 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 If you lived here, you'd be home by now. Uh, <laughs> we And we are. So it's good. Um, cool. All right. Ready? And, and that, that was, a, was podcast a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Productions. Yeah! I've been Kendall Richardson. And I've been Dark Knight. You know, from Kirby. 
Nope. It's all right. Fulia will get it. Fulia will get it. That's reference. for you, Fulia. Kirby's <laughs> hey. awesome. Anyway, uh, I'm a Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred, Fred I guess. Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember to eat beef. Yes. Freddy lives. Loki dies. The doctor is in. And Mr. Knight is very dapper. <laughs> Indeed he is. Like a psychopathic Colonel Sanders. Yes. We need more of him. Mmm. Mmm. Finger looking good. Finger licking good. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, yes. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated as always. Yes. Same Fred time. Same Fred <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs>